Good morning. Good to see you guys. It's awesome. So I heard the weather's like this 99% of the year, right? If so, I'll bring my shorts next time. A lot of you guys are smart, wore the shorts and the shirts. Now, thank you guys for having us here. Um, my name, again, is Larry, my wife, Myra, and um, our kids are back home in Austin, Texas. Uh, we have a 21-year-old, actually been 22 this year. He's a junior in college, and my daughter is 16. She'll be 17 in five days. So pray for her. They're, uh, they're in that crazy, awesome stage of life, um, but I'm excited to be here, and um, it's an honor to be here. Um, I, am, I just want to start to say I am so thankful um, for what God's doing here what God is doing um, in each of you. I've gotten the chance to get to know a little bit about you guys, what God is doing in this church. Um, and I'll say what God is doing in the church of Kodiak in this area. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about where we're from and a little bit about me, and we'll dive in right into Romans 15. Um, I come from a unique unique place, Austin, Texas. There's, there's over 600 churches there. And um, right now there's 400 churches in the city. And we are all brothers and sisters. We work together to reach the city, to own the geography, to reach that area. Um, and so coming here, I've been, I'll just tell you, I've been praying nonstop for all of the churches in Kodiak. To say, God, um, reveal yourself to us. Um, let us do everything we need to do people in this area to bring hope and peace to this area. So um, it's a little bit about us. Myra and I have been married for um, more than 22 years now. We've, we got married in college, you know, crazy kids. Uh, the deans told us, hey, you might want to wait a little while before you get married. Finish. And we said, ah, that's great advice, but we're going to go ahead and jump in anyway. Um, so I'd say our first eight years, I'd share with you personally, we learned a lot. Like, we <laughs> learned a lot about who we were, um, who God made us to be, and, and more than that, who God wanted us to be. Um, we have three kiddos, and I'll just share this with you right off the bat. It's how God got a hold of me. Um, Blake, I told you about him, Chloe, and then Colby was our middle son. Colby is now in heaven, and um, I'll share more about that with you guys one-on-one, -on -one. Um, but we, we are going to see him one day, and um, God used that to get my attention more than 17 years ago. Um, stepped out of marketing in the marketplace, worked for Duke Energy, and said yes, um, finally quit saying no to God and said yes. So it's been an amazing um, ride ever since. So I'm trying to catch up to today, right? So I'm going to keep that part short. I'd rather have coffee with you or lunch, so let me know if you're open to that. Um, my whole goal in being here today is to encourage you, um, to bring hope, and to share the truth and love from God's word just to encourage you where you are. God knows where you are. He knows where you're walking um, where your heart is right now, and um, uh, he knew where I was two weeks ago. I was, I'll share with you guys. I was in the Rocky Mountains, mountain peak there, um, staring over at what was called Hidden Lake, and um, I was actually going through my quiet time there. I was with 10 other guys. We, we, I like to take men out into the mountains and get them out of their comfort zones um, and just do things they never dreamed of doing. Um, I, was, I was once that man that had never done that, but I was um, doing my quiet time that morning, and Romans 15 um, stood out, and it was the scripture that Shelley read this morning. So um, if you can, turn with me in your Bible, in your, in your um, traditional proven Bible or your digital Bible, whichever you prefer. I've got both on me just in case. Turn to Romans 15. So Romans 15 stood out to me um, 
and we're in the tail end of the book of Romans. If you haven't gone through it yet, I encourage you to go all the way through it. But Romans 15 stood out to me because it was Paul writing to encourage the Christians in Rome. And if you know anything about Rome, you know everything goes in Rome. Like Rome is like Las Vegas. <laughs> and so Paul is writing to a church plant in Rome, and he's encouraging them to keep up the faith, to keep, keep doing the work for God. And he was also talking about what God had put on his heart um, to encourage the church. So let me start Romans 15, 1 through 7. Read along with me. We who are strong and have an obligation with the falling of the weak and not please ourselves, let each of us please his neighbor for his good, to build him up, for Christ did not come to please himself. But it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you, O God, have fallen on me. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction that though through endurance to the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. May the God of endurance, and pay attention to this, is the reason why I love this is I, Paul was writing to the Christians in Rome, but I, I want you guys to read this and, 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 um, and just know that he was also, God is using this to speak to us today. I believe he's, he wrote this to speak to those of us in Kodiak today as well. So put your name in there. For whatever was written in former days, so I already did that part, I'll read this one. May the God of, enc of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ, Christ Jesus, that together you may be with one voice, glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus, therefore welcome one another as Christ welcomed you, the glory of God. This is my favorite part, and this is the one that we've already read. May the God of hope fill you with all joy in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. I myself am satisfied about you, my brothers, that you yourselves, all fullness of God, filled with all knowledge, are able to instruct one another. But on some points I have written to you very boldly by the way of reminder because of the grace given to me. So Paul's trying to be humble at this part. He's saying it's not about him. He's not perfect. Um, it's about what Christ is doing through him. To be a minister of Christ to the Gentiles, that's you and me. Um, Paul is a Jew that, t that transitioned and, and is speaking now, reaching the Gentiles, that's us of the Gentiles may be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit in Christ Jesus, then I, that's you and me, have a reason to be proud of our work for God. And I'm interchanging a lot of those things, but I'm doing it on purpose. And then I'll finish up, for I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me, through us, to bring the Gentiles to obedience by word and deed, by the power and signs of wonders, by the power of of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and all the way around to Eurasium, I have fulfilled the ministry of gospel of Christ. And this is the fun part, and I'll, I'll camp on this in a little bit. And thus I make it my ambition, the gospel, not where Christ has already been named, lest I build on someone else's foundation, but as is, is it written, those who have never been told of him will see, and those who have never heard will understand. And if you know, it, it, I've, I've had a chance to get to know a few of you guys, but um, I believe, I believe that we are here. We're here to encourage one another. We're here to dig into the truth of God's word. But just right after that, quickly after that, we are here um, to be available for those that we come in contact with right here. So I've been, I'll share with you, I've been praying nonstop for the people of Kodiak. 
Um, the first time I talked to um, Damon Cargraves, I said, man, how many people do you think in this area have not heard the good news of Jesus Christ? Like, what do you think that percentage might be? And so we had a great conversation. And then quickly that prayer started going from Kodiak to how many people in the greater Northwest have not heard the good news about Jesus Christ? You know, how many have, have walked away and, and, and put their faith in something else? And so I've been praying nonstop, again, about the church of Kodiak, the many churches of Kodiak, what we could do to own this geography, to share, to share the good news, right? Um, and each of us living out our own purpose. I, and I, I wanted to come back today and say, uh, so we spent about four weeks ago here, and it, and it, and it was 99% rainy, right, and cold, and the wind blew, and so we got to experience Kodiak for its real self. Steve took us up the mountain, um, I think old woman, and we, you know, he was in great shape. We were, we were in okay shape <laughs> trying to get up that, and um, we got to experience Kodiak, um, but I want to share with you what I saw during the week there. Our kids were with us, so our kids got to experience it as well. Um, I saw God at work. Like, I see God at work now. Um, I see the heart of this church, very loving. Um, I see servants giving all of themselves. It's incredible. I see peop people living on purpose. And what I think Paul is trying to do in Romans 15, and, and the reason why I loved it so much, is that he's just taking time to encourage us, his people. He's taking time to encourage the Christians in Rome, and, and I felt like that was my job here today. Hey, just go in and be an encouragement. Go and celebrate what I'm doing, what God's doing in this, in this area. And then, uh, and so I asked, if, if we meet each other and we get a chance to grab coffee, I was hanging out at King's Diner. Um, I was hanging out with several of you yesterday here, uh, having some food. I'll, I'll ask, like, what, what makes you come alive? Like, what's your purpose? And um, right after that, I try to figure out what your spiritual gift is, because I, I really am about seeing, it's the, re the whole reason why I like to take men to the mountains. I like to find out how God made them. You know, what's that one thing that would, that would make them come alive, that God would want to see them do in their lifetime? Um, it is evident that Jesus has work here, and he's working through you guys. So four months ago, I don't know if this will blow your mind or not, but it blew mine. Four months ago, I sat in our small group, so we get together every Wednesday night. Um, there's, there's six of us couples, six or seven, depending on how busy the seventh couple is. And we have food, we hang out, you know, our kids are running around the house like crazy at all stages, you know, from, from eight years old to 21 year old, and, uh, and that's cool. They're our family. Our small group is our family. We do Bible study together, we do life together. We go out in Texas on Thursday nights. We go out in country western dance, you know. I don't know if you guys still have a dance hall here somewhere that you like to go to, but we do that. We go dancing together. And um, there was one question as we were doing our study in Scripture, and each person had the answer. He said, what's the one thing you'd love to see God do? Um, but you felt like it was so big, it would take, only he could do it. You know, and, and almost it was, it was one of those things that you're afraid of, that you'd be afraid to say in front of other people because it was kind of silly, right? Like what's the, so I think everyone in this room has one thing that they'd love to see God do in their lifetime. You know, I've had many over my lifetime, but, but, as, every, but as each person was giving their one thing, um, it got around to me and I was, rest, I was fighting with myself. I'm like, I'm not going to say that. Like, I'm not going to say that. And um, 
it got to me, and, and I said, all right, well, I'll say it. I'll say mine. And I told the group, I would love, I would love to share the hope that we have um, to the people in Alaska. This is four months ago, before I had any idea that you guys were looking for somebody. Um, and that's always been there for me. I mean, ask my Myra, she thinks I'm, I'm pretty crazy. <laughs> and you guys would probably agree. But, um, but there was something in me that I had to share. And God knew it was there. Uh, but when you say it out loud, let me just say, get ready. Um, it's incredible how God starts moving and arranging things around. Um, when our heart aligns with God's heart, when our aligns with God's mission, and we also are able to clarify what is that one thing that brings us alive that, we, that we'd love to see God do, um, it's incredible when it happens. So I'm, th- I'm thankful to be here. Romans 15, 13, let me read this again slowly. Um, and I want, I want you to let it sink in to where you are today. I don't know what each of you came in with this morning. You know, some of you are carrying in dads, you know, in the hospital. And some of you are carrying in um, celebrations of kids that just graduated. And um, like us, our son is about to choose where, where he's about to go. He's looking at um, Air Force, EOD. He wants to go defuse bombs. Um, or he wants to go be a, a, a survival um, training instructor. And um, we're praying like crazy for him, you know, his pathway. But let me read this to you. No matter where you are, I think these words are for, for us this morning, for you. Romans fifteen thirteen through 14. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. Think about that again. We have a God of hope. And although we might feel or experience so many emotions during the week, you know, especially when the hammers on Monday when we're all getting ready to go to work or go back to school or go back to do that thing that, that we do, um, just remember that God has put you here to walk with him, to live out your purpose, but he wants you to know that he is the God of hope. He wants you to be filled with all joy and peace in believing. I was talking to even yesterday about this. Um, some of us have had pretty crazy uh, childhoods and life experiences. Like we've seen uh, many, many things that I think God would wish that we, we never saw. Um, so some of us, have, have, me being in particular, have, have to lean on God for joy and peace. And say, God, I believe in you and what your son did. Um, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope that you may live in hope, that you can wake up in the morning and go, you know what, today is a good day. Like, I'm going to be joyful. I'm going to have hope. I myself am satisfied with you, my brothers, my sisters, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge and able to instruct one another. When I read that, I thought of you guys. I thought of this church. Um, and I'll just tell you, I got to hang out with a few of you. I didn't get to hang out with, with everyone, but um, I think in time. Um, I got to hang out. I'm thankful for Steve and Shelly for hosting and just being welcoming. Um, I'm thankful for Kim and Marilyn for just seeing how they serve this church and giving their hearts and lives to it. Um, I'm thankful for Damon um, and Heidi for, 
for just being good friends and being a good host. Damon, I think Damon was jumping through a million hoops to make sure that, that we could get here and that we understood what Kodiak was really all about. The first thing Damon said to me when we talked on the phone, he goes, you know it rains a lot here. <laughs> he goes, I, I don't want you to be all romantic about, about Alaska, and then, you, and then you get here and go, what in the world? <laughs> and so I said, man, I get it, like, um, and I actually love it. Um, Leslie and Duncan, who are at Fish Camp right now, just thankful for their hospitality. Um, I'm thankful for Even and Cindy and Juliana. Um, they had us over for breakfast, and um, I, I've been watching Even the whole time we were here. And, and this man is a man who's serving because he loves God and he loves others. And I know it's probably embarrassing that I'm bragging on you guys, but, but I think it's important that we take time to encourage one another. You know, that we really, like, um, as well as you guys know one another, to take time and just see one another and say, you know what, I love this about you. Like, I love, I love what God's doing through um, Johnny and Robin, uh, what they, how they're giving their entire lives to Kodiak Baptist Mission. And um, Johnny paid me about $500 to make sure I get plugged him in here, so, so I have to do that. <laughs> um, it's, it's, inc- it's incredibly unique um, to see God pull a family from the other side of the uni- U.S. and bring the giftings and passions that they have and sacrifice only what God knows that they've sacrificed, right? To be here and to see these kids' faces light up when they see all that the, the mission offers. I'm, s- I'm so thankful for that. Uh, for Josh and Kelly and Stephen and Kelly, like you guys, I promise this isn't meant to be Academy Awards like list. <laughs> I, 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 that, I, there's a point in all of this. Um, I mean, these guys, likewise, I'm I'm honored to um, just be here to see what how God's using you guys. Like I'm honored. It's blown me away. It's um, whew, It's probably the most authentic, real serving of Christ that I've seen. And, um, and God's doing amazing things where we are. Um, but to see you guys do what you do here, it's incredible. Whew, I'm not going to be able to make it through all this. <laughs> um, I'll wrap up this part of it and move on, move back to the scripture. But, but I want to say um, there's one couple that stood out to me in uh, Steve and, and Britt Shereen. Like you guys, yeah, <laughs> Steve doesn't like the spotlight, so he, no, I'm kidding. He, these guys are loving on other couples in their community, and they're, they are sharing the story of what God has done in their lives, um, and I don't know where you are with that, which is saying, you know, I'm ready to share what God has done in my life with those people that are right around me. Um, I'm telling you, it's the most incredible thing you'll ever do. Myra and I sat on a stage and shared with 2,000 people, like our deepest, darkest secrets, those things we'd never want anybody to know, our first eight years of our marriage where we just almost destroyed each other. Um, so we've been there. I love what you guys are doing, and um, I, know, I know you're just getting started, but um, I'm trying to connect Steve actually with, um, with a guy who travels the country and speaks to thousands of men. Um, I would, I would love to see God use every single person in this room to help people know what it is, um, to know what real hope in life in Christ is. So, love you guys. All right, I'm done with the Academy Awards list. <laughs> My apologies. Thanks for letting me do that. 
John 13, 34 through 5. A new commandment I give to you that you love one another. Just as I have loved you. And that you also are to love one another by this. This is important. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples. Um, like I, I love to read through the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You'll see one consistent message through all of it. How selfless the life of Christ was. How selfless he lived. And he didn't come to condemn. He didn't come to shame. He didn't come to punish like, he came to say, you know what, I love you, and it doesn't, it doesn't matter what you've done or where you are, like, I love you. And I just want you to know the kingdom. I just want to show you a little bit of the kingdom, and then I want to show you our Father. And um, I know there's a ton more in scriptures that we need to look at, and it, it helps with our sanctification, right? It helps with our, our transformation. But I, I want to, I'm standing here in front of you reading this scripture on purpose, that I see this in you guys. Like, I see this here in code. I see you guys loving one another. I see them in your hearts. I see them in your actions. I hear them in your words. I mean, there's no greater testimony. There's so many churches and Christians around the world that have enough knowledge and information to, to blow up the Smithsonian, right? Like the <laughs> or some of the bigger li- library of Congress. Like, we have all the information we need. Uh, it's the same thing I tell all of the guys in the mountain. So on the last day of the mountain trip, I'm sorry I'm giving this away now. If, if we do this in the future, it'll still be fine. But on the last day of the mountain trip, all of us guys circle up and we grab each other's arms and we look each other in the eyes. And I, and I, and I love to look at them and say, you already have everything you need to be the person God has called you to be, to do what only you can do through Christ. And you don't need permission to, to go and do that thing. You have everything you need right now. You guys are about following Christ, and it's not about your own personal agendas, your personal um, whatever it is that you might want to say. You guys are truly selflessly living out what it means to be a true follower of Christ. I don't always get this emotional, maybe just 70% of the time. <laughs> just as Jesus has called his first disciples, I believe this with all my heart, he is calling us today to follow him. And to be available, this is huge. Um, as busy as we are, as much travel as we do, as crazy as our kids and families are, right? As much as stuff as we juggle in our own worlds, he's calling us to be available to those in our geography. Um, there's a reason we're all here. There's a, God knew I'd be standing here today. He's always known that, and he knew that you would be here also. Um, if you would have told me 20 years ago that this would be happening, I wouldn't have believed you. would not have believed you. <laughs> so um, I've, I've had experience with many churches over the, over the last 16 years, and I'll, I'll say this. The thing that stands out to me the most, um, it's not a formula. It's just following Christ. But the thing that stands out to be, me the most in the Church of America today, so I'll get a little bit like what's happening in America in my view, is that churches are great at experiencing, helping people experience Christ, welcoming people in. They're great at connecting with one another. Um, but over the last four years, I've been working and going pretty deep with the, with the leaders of our church. And two more things. It's nothing new, actually. Um, 
it's influencing and multiplying. And so take those four things, right? Con- experience, connect, influence, and multiply. Um, Christianity is all about experiencing a relationship with Jesus Christ. If, if you're there, I, I am exci- I'm excited for you. I'm like, that's, that is amazing that you have found the light and the truth. If you're still pondering that, if you're in a place where you're wondering what is that all about, like there's many people in this church. Um, I'd love to talk to you afterward. Um, it's incredible. It's real. And um, I, I would love to meet you, talk to you about it. John 14, 6 says, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Um, in, a, in an age of many, re- I, Austin, Texas, right, there's so many religions there, so many beliefs, so many lifestyles. I love this scripture because it just cuts right through all of that. Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. And, and I think he picked that word truth because he knew how confusing our times would be today. Um, I think he picked that word truth and life because without knowing the truth and the way, um, life can get very confusing, hurtful, and messy. You know, and it even is for us Christians, right? It's just life that way. Um, connecting means in come and follow me. So not only do we get to know who Jesus is and that, and that um, he wants to be Lord of our life, he, he actually wants us to follow him, to walk with him. Um, a part of me being here today is, is saying, God, I trust you. Um, I'll take that next step. And uh, I asked a pastor friend, I came out of the corporate world, and they, they had me on plan to be VP of communications at Duke Energy, and, and um, it was fantastic, you know, lots of adventures there, and I thought that's where I was going to be. Um, but when we lost our son Colby um, to leukemia, I'll, I'll share that, we, he was diagnosed, and then 11 days later he was gone. And it was just, um, and I'm so excited I get to see him one day. But God allowed our priorities to just be, fl- my priorities to be flipped, like immediately. Um, I didn't care anymore about increasing earnings per share. Like I wanted to do something bigger than that. And, um, and it was a come and follow me moment. You know, I'd realized, Myra knows, I'd been saying no to youth pastor positions my whole life. I'd been saying no to working at the church my whole life because I didn't get it. I'm like, what can God use, how can God use somebody like me in the church, is what I thought. And I realized at that moment that, God, that I was having to come and follow me. Are you going to trust me? And so I met with one of the pastors that had given his whole life to it, and I said, man, I'm a five-year goal guy. How many, how many of you guys like five-year goals? You know, we're going to get here, we're going to do this, we're going to make this happen. I'm just that guy. My kids hate it when I ask them. <laughs> like, where, where do you want to be in five years? They're like, Dad, not now. Like, not now. <laughs> leave, leave me alone. Play the video game. And, um, but I, I'm that guy. I, wa- I want to know where, where you want to be in five years. And then let's get there. Um, but I asked the pastor, I said, man, I can't see two feet in front of me. Ever since I stepped into this ministry thing. I said, how do you deal with that? You know? And um, he said, the word is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. And he said, the cool part, that's actually scripture from, real, from a real um, um, use. Back in the day, they put, used to put candles on their feet. And those candles at night, when they walked along the path, that candle would only light about a foot or two in front of them. And so that scripture is just trying to say, sometimes, stepping out and doing what God's calling you to do, all he's going to give you is that one next step. That one next step. And that literally, that's been the last 16 years. Um, Come and follow me. 
when we follow Jesus and connect with him, um, everything, and we gain real life. Uh, I, ex- I exchanged the fantastic salary and great Christmas bonuses at, at Duke Energy and, and the thought of travel and, and um, potentially helping run a large company with taking men to the mountains and seeing their worlds change, um, seeing husbands and wives get closer together because they're able to, to get around some brothers and sisters and, and lean on each other seeing people lean in the scripture and for the first time like believe like this is real like god was serious when he wrote this and he wrote this for you and for me matthew you guys know this one matthew 14 and he said to them follow me and i will make you fishers of men this is to come and follow me um i loved hearing from john and and craig yesterday they talked about how they used to do commercial fishing um, and I won't go through all the, the fishing analogies. You guys have heard all of those probably times a thousand by now. Um, but it was cool because John was remembering his days of fishing. And those days are over, right? I kept hearing him say that. And I, ca- I was like bursting with, yeah, but our days of fishing in my heart are just beginning. And it's a different kind of fishing. It's incredible. Influence and then multiply. Influence is come and be with me. Um, there's, there's a difference between knowing of Jesus and knowing Jesus. And there's a difference, and it's actually a warning in the scripture, right? And it scares me to death when I read it, when, when we stand before Christ on those last days. And he says something like, yeah, I, did, I, didn't, I never knew you. Like that, that scripture actually scares me. I think it's that part in the Bible, it says, work out your faith and fear and trembling. Like, I think that's very real. It's, um... For those of us that have grown up in the church, it makes us double check and just verify and look at our spouse or our closest friends and go, I'm real, right? Like, (laughs) I'm doing this for real, right? Like, hold me accountable. Um, But I think there is going to be that day where we stand in front of Christ and he, he, these are the words you want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. So come and be with me. We are invited to be with Christ in a relationship that, in, that influences and changes us and the lives around us. So Matthew 16, 24, I'm, I'm trying to back each of these up with scriptures. That way you guys don't, don't think I just pulled it out of some self-help book, right? So uh, then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple, this is, this is the tough part, must daily uh, take up the cross and follow me. And I, I love this part, and I've actually heard it um, from many of you, even yesterday, the part where you say, God, just use me today. Like, just use me. Um, and be careful, because whatever comes out of your mouth, just use me for. Um, he, he'll make it happen. Like, he will make it happen. All right, so I'm getting into the conclusion part. I don't know how long I've been talking, so forgive me for that. It's almost 12. What time do I need to wrap up even? Like at least two? Two? No. I'm actually a pretty, I'm actually a pretty short teacher, so you guys like want me to stretch later on. Just tell me. Um, multiply. Go and make disciples. The goal, the goal, disciples not just some spiritual term that spiritual people do. Um, discipleship is just being in one another's lives. And um, learning who Christ really was and what he's called us to do. The goal is to leave a lasting legacy. 
I, I don't know if how many of you guys have read the book, you know, um, Halftime. You move from success to significance at some point in your life, and you decide all these things that, that you strove for, driving you to success, that completely changes. And you're like, God, I just, I just want to be, I just want to make a difference for you. I, w- I want to leave a lasting legacy. That's what a disciple is. Someone who, who denies themselves daily to live for whatever it is that Christ is calling them to do. So back to Romans 15, 19 through 20. So that from Jerusalem all the way around Eurasium, I have fulfilled the ministry of the gospel of Christ. And thus I make it my ambition to preach the gospel, not where Christ has already been named, but lest I build on something, someone else's foundation. But it is written, those who have never been told of him will see, and those who have never heard will understand. This is the fun part. I believe our work is just beginning. Like, there, there is so much work left to do. And work not isn't the work that we're used to, right? Like, not, it's not about how much can you build with your hands. I, I think our work to, in this day and age is picking our head up and seeing those people that God has put right around us. And saying, all right, God, you've called me to love this person. You've called me to forgive you know, 70 times 7. You've called me to speak lives and encourage them. Um, and that's the work he's called us to do, to share, to share about him. And so I don't know how many people are on this island right now, right? I've heard 10,000, 13,000, depending on the ebb and flow. Uh, my question is, what, what would it take of us, of this church, of all the churches on this island, to reach every single one of those people? What would it take? I believe with all my heart that's exactly what Christ is calling us to do. And it's a huge mission. Um, but I believe it takes every one of us to reach everyone. Um, it takes us being ready when that person walks in front of us at the coffee shop. And we have like several great coffee shops on the island, which is cool. I hung out in a few of them yesterday. Um, to just be ready to share the hope that we have, you know. Um, Steve, again, to be, to be ready to speak in the guys' lives when their marriages get crazy. Uh, to be ready. Steve invited us in his house to have coffee. Britt, you know, offered to give us breakfast one morning, you know, before church even. So we're interrupting you, your guys' pre-church ritual. And, um, but they, they offered to take time to just spend time with us. Um, so I have lots of questions around that. When's the last time we've had someone in our homes? just to get to know their story and share a meal with them and then vice versa. Um, there's another couple that stood out to me that's, um, that's doing this really well as I wrap up, as I conclude. Uh, Matt and Tammy Jones on Yuzinki. In Yuzinki, I think it's Spruce Island, right? Um, I'll tell you what, I have told more people in the state of Texas about that couple. We probably have hundreds, whew, hundreds of people praying for them. Um, golly, <laughs> forgive me. Um, we, we may have more than 20 to 40 people planning to come up next summer just to, um, and I don't want to overpromise on this, but it's my heart, and they're so excited, just to help them finish their coffee shop and worship house 
they're exemplifying exactly what we're talking about this morning, what I'm sharing. Um, they are having people over for dinner. And they're building a long-term relationship. And that's the one thing I've heard here in Kodiak is um, people want to know, are you going to stay? Are you want, I forget there's two words for the first year and the second year. Kim, Kim <laughs> people, you know, it, the question is, are you going to stay? Are you going to build relationships? And Tammy and Matt um, are doing just that. I think they've been there for eight years or more. Or, but they've planned to be there for a lifetime to share the gospel and share the hope that they have. Um, so if you guys see next August, you know, 2020 next August, and there's a crazy, like, motley group of people coming to the island that look pretty weird. They're from Austin, Texas. Um, uh, they're coming to encourage Matt and Tammy, encourage you guys. Maybe even can pass their address out, and um, maybe we can um, send them a care package and a letter. Um, and some, some for Matt and Tammy, right? But I think more so, what if we made um, some care packages for each of those families, you know, those kids that, that have summers off? You know, what if we could send something for each of those homes? Um, how crazy would that be if those families showed up at Matt and Tammy's house and they said, oh, we have a gift for, me, for you um, from people that don't even know you, but they love you. Um, anyway, uh, that came this morning as I was praying. So let me ratchet, wrap up. I'll get in the home stretch. Matthew 19 through 20 says, Therefore, go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded to you, and surely I will be with you till the very end of the age. Um, every time, so I baptize a guy in the mountains um, in, a, in, a, in a snow melt you know, lake, which I don't know the temperature, but it's, it's pretty cold. <laughs> it's like really cold. This is my favorite scripture to read. If you want to know God's will in your life, it's to be thankful. It comes out of Thess- Thessalonians. Be thankful. And then go and make disciples. Love one another. It's, it's pretty simple. So last question as I wrap up. What and who have you devoted your life to? Like it's a really simple question. What and who have you devoted your life to? I believe that there are many in Kodiak and the greater north Alaska that, that need to see Christ in us and are just desperately, desperately waiting to see Christ's love in us. I believe there's limited time, and I believe this mission and his church are the greatest things that we could give our life to, uh, the greatest things we can give our life to. And I believe he's using you. So top five challenge. There's one thing. It's not meant to be a homework assignment. It's a really big deal. It rocked my world, and I'll I'll finish with it. Top five. Think top five challenge from that crazy guy, Larry, from Austin, Texas. (laughs) Um, I'm all about action, and so I I had to ask this. Think of three people that are not in your circle um, that don't know Christ. Like I, I had our pastor of our church ask me, it was like six years ago, he said, he said who, who in here can name five people that don't know Christ? And I just, I moved from Chicago to Austin, so I was like already making excuses, right? It's like, well, I don't know anybody here yet. I had a list in Chicago, um, but I, I quickly went out and had lunch, and I started praying. I'm like, all right, God, help, help me, help me find people that need you. And um, so I want to challenge you guys. 
think of three people that don't know Christ and start praying for them. Get to know their name. And some of you are actually have to go out and find those people and know their names, right? In your geography, specifically. You know, not that, not that uncle or aunt or whoever back in, in West Virginia. But think, think where you are right now. And then um, think of two people that know Christ. Maybe God is asking you to take that next step and start meeting with them every other week and just pouring into them and letting them pour into you and walk with them. So that's the top five challenge. Again, I want to say, let me conclude. Romans 15, um, I'm going to read 13 through 14 again, and then I'll, I'll pray for us and wrap us up. I should have put on my glasses. I actually have to wear glasses, so I'm, I've been doing this without glasses the whole time. <laughs> all right, so I'll read it. I found it. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit may you abound in hope. I'm so, th- again, I just want to say I'm so thankful to be here with you guys this morning. Um, I promise to crank my energy up next time, so we, I'll, I'll be used to those crazy Alaskan flights uh, one day. So I'm a little bit, like, chill and calm this morning. Um, but I just want to say I'm super encouraged to be here. Um, I love what God is doing. And um, I love that he's called each, each person in this room to be a part of it. But yeah, let me pray for us. We'll wrap up. Father God, you love us. And um, I'm so th- you have been a part of each person here, each step that they have taken. God, I thank you for ordaining it and working it all out for your good and the good of those who love you. God, I thank you that our work is not done. That there are people right here in our area that are desperately crying out for help and hope. Um, And God, I I don't understand it, um, but I am so thankful that you chose to use us to be the people who bring you, your son, to be that help and hope. God, this church has had a rich history and you've been a part of every bit of it. The churches in this island also have a rich history and God you are part of of every every single person every member um, every worship service this morning I'm God I met I'm just asking and I'm thanking you in advance to do what only you could do and spread your light um, so that every person would know so that every person would have an opportunity to hear the truth about your son we love you and in Jesus name amen Please stand and sing with us. Closing.